This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. How surprised are you that the Bears gave up a second rounder for the 27-year-old defensive end from Washington? Uh, moderately surprised, to be honest with you. I think we can uh, get into this in, in more detail here soon. They're obviously acquiring a, a very good and established pass rusher, a guy who uh, is as valuable for the, the the hits that he puts on quarterbacks as he is for the sacks that he gets. But now the question is the price. You know, when there's two prices that you pay, in a deal like this, David, it's the draft capital you give up, which I think we're all sort of uh, assuming is going to be a top 40 pick in the 2024 draft. And then it's the money that you're going to have to pay Montez Sweat to keep him as a part of your program beyond the season. It's going to be very interesting to see what those extension talks and numbers turn out to be. That's a huge part of this this entire equation right now um, because, uh, you know, you, you would hope we'd get more information on that the next time that we hear from Ryan Poles, which the assumption is that would be on, on Wednesday. I think the – obviously fans want to get excited about the fact that the Bears go out and they acquire a pass rusher. You need a great edge rusher to be a great defense. And every, you know, playoff contender, every Super Bowl contender needs – edge rusher, cornerback, quarterback, that kind of combination. And I think that's why you want to say, oh, yeah, great job, Brian Poles. The lesson of 2022 with the trade deadline is that when you give up this kind of draft capital, a second rounder that is in, in many ways, as you say, top 40, could be a top 35 pick. It just depends on how bad the Bears are in the second half. I think the lesson of Chase Claypool is that you're cautiously optimistic that this will be a very smart deal, but you just don't know because, number one, the kind of performance you're going to get, probably more predictable from Sweat than Claypool, but number two, yeah. is he going to stay around? Because right. you better be right, Ryan Poles, if you're going to give up a second rounder for a player who then walks. I know you can keep him with the franchise tag and other tools at your disposal, but that is the big concern and risk. Well, so you bring up two points that I think are worth kind of addressing uh, one at a time. The first one is the, the the rewind button to 2022 and the trade for Chase Claypool. Whenever deals like this go down, the, the first question you have to ask is why is player X available? 
with Claypool and Pittsburgh having a receiver with a year and a half left on his rookie deal uh, available to you caused a little bit of head scratching because it was like, okay, this is the Steelers organization. They obviously have have given up far earlier than they typically given up give up on a player with with uh, you know future potential. And so so you had to ask those questions. It's not the same kind of questions that you're asking with Montez Sweat. We all realize that the reason he's available is because they invested on the interior of their defensive line. They were able to give uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen extensions that that obviously cut into their resources there. And that made both Montez Sweat and Chase Young expendable. Both of them find new homes on this trade deadline Tuesday. Um, what was the second point that you made? I had a, a second thought to that. You better be able to sign them. You better right, be able to right. retain them and keep it in Chicago. So what you see is like an assumption that that the Bears have, you would hope, tremendous confidence that they're able to work out an extension. But as I tweeted earlier on Tuesday afternoon in, in, you know, kind of casting some lines around the league is that like there's a lot of leverage that Montez Sweat now has if he wants to stay here is the first question he has to ask, right? Like if the player has some, some control and some power here. And when you're joining a team that doesn't have a whole lot of stability in terms of future direction, we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be in week one of 2024. We don't know who the head coach and by extension, the defensive scheme is going to be in week one of 2024. And so if you're asking these questions if, as Montez Sweat or his representatives, you say, hey, for us to stick here, you better do something that hits the sweet spot for us, which is give us a lot of money. You know, show me the money, uh, show us a lot of guaranteed money, make it worth our while to to not. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts turn this into a strong arm arm tactic and, and suddenly be engaged in a steering contest. You would hope the bears again, have, have confidence that, that they can get that done. Um, you, you know, it does get worrisome to some extent, right? Until we have a, 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 an absolute. Uh, yeah. Because I, I don't know how much I, I believe in the bears confidence. I think I that's agreed. the problem is that you don't have a regime that has necessarily earned the benefit of the doubt. And, and I want to be, that's why I, you, you want to embrace the idea of them, going out and getting a, a, a player who in 67 NFL games has had 67 NFL starts and is durable and productive. And, and long and big and fast. Yeah, yeah, he's 6'6", he's 265. He's exactly what you want in an edge rusher. He fits into this scheme, but I don't know how badly he wants to be here. I don't know how much he's going to like playing here. So I, I don't know that you can project him staying here. That's the thing that you don't feel good about because this is not an organization that – you describe as being stable. <laughs> so the Bears leverage in this situation, obviously, is they would have the franchise tag in their back pocket. And that franchise tag likely will be north of $20 million for defensive ends in 2024. And so that's something that they have to, to assure that they are not just making a nine-game rental here at the end of 2023. And I think if it turned out to be that, you know, jobs would, would be lost, right? Like that, that would be inexcusable to give away a second round pick for a nine game rental of a two for a two and six football team. And so you would assume that at the minimum, 
that they would be comfortable using the franchise tag before they even thought about making this trade. Um, and now it's a matter of just kind of hearing from the general manager and trying to get uh, some of his feedback and some of his vision for what this thing can do for them. We'll get into this later, but when you mentioned the franchise tag, immediately I start to wonder, well, okay, Jalen Johnson, who yeah. wasn't traded, who is here and has made noise about not negotiating a contract extension, according to uh, reports, I think Jacina Anderson had reported that now he's going to play out the season and become a free agent. That's that's all well and good, but you do, as a team, have the franchise tag tool at your disposal. You can't use it on both guys. Right. So I wonder if you are going to maybe try to retain and maintain a, uh, a relationship with Jalen Johnson. You have the franchise tag possibly to use with a cornerback, which would be around $18 million. Would you, you, you can't whiff on both contract negotiations you can't you you know you can't strike out and trying no. to get Jalen Johnson and Montez Sweat to stay here one of those guys has got to sign a long-term contract extension so in theory you can use the franchise tag on the other if you need to 